Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Wiggins off a pick by Bielitha, splits traffic this time, chest pass, can make a lookout, over the head dunk as he turned his back to the basket, slammed it down, elevation sensation for Kaminga. Yeah, Jonathan Kaminga getting an opportunity tonight as the Warriors make the most of all opportunities in beating the Sacramento Kings tonight in Sacramento. 109-90 to is the final, so the Warriors pick up win number 50 on the season. Now 50-29, and we welcome the inside Warriors wrap-up. John Dickinson from Golden One Center in Sacramento, uh, where the Warriors uh, got the victory tonight. 888-957-9570, triple eight. 957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call or shoot me a text. We'll keep it rolling here till about 10 o'clock from Sacramento uh, and then get on into the night as the Warriors uh, inching closer in this game, building on last night and the fourth quarter and the comeback and the 24-4. to I think the big question coming in was, all right, the Warriors were able to uh, get a massive win in terms of the standings and, and positioning for the playoffs last night uh, because of the closing eight minutes of that game and the 24-4 to run, but it wouldn't mean a whole heck of a lot if you come to Sacramento when you're given Clay Thompson and, and Andre Godala and Otto Porter Jr. the night off on the second of a back-to-back. Uh, it Last night doesn't mean much if you don't come out and handle the Sacramento Kings, who are playing without their best two players in De'Aaron Fox and, and Demonis Sabonis. So the Warriors come out and, and just handled business, I thought, tonight with a sense of purpose uh, against a team that uh, by the end of the night the Warriors had eliminated from playoff contention for the 16th consecutive season. Uh, but it really all started with the defense, and, and the defensive identity, I think, continues to, to be – coming back for the Warriors in this one. They jump out to the, the 28-14 to 14 lead in this game at the end of the, the first quarter. Uh, Sacramento couldn't buy a bucket, but I think uh, a lot of that had to do with the, the Warriors' just defensive effort early, and I think that tone was set by Draymond Green. Uh, Draymond Green being available to play, and we're going to hear from Draymond Green coming up here between now and 10 o'clock. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr on Draymond Green's night 
uh, and just the importance and, and how the conversation went as far as Draymond and the medical staff and, and the coaching staff that allowed him to play in this game because I don't think there was anybody that believed leaving Chase Center last night uh, that Draymond Green was going to be playing the second of a back-to-back. But it, it worked out where he did, and, and he, uh, I thought, helped set a tone early in this game for the Warriors that, that they weren't going to give it back. This wasn't going to be the Washington game. This wasn't going to be the Orlando game. And they were going to have some sense of, of trying to, to build uh, some positive you know, movement forward here in the closing week of the season with the playoffs uh, just around the corner consecutive victories for the Warriors for the first time since the game before Stephen Curry went out. It was the one game where Draymond Green and Klay Thompson and, and Steph Curry were all back together on, on March the 14th on, on Steph's birthday. You got to go all the way back to March the 14th and then March the 12th when the Warriors beat the Bucks. Uh, the last time that the Warriors were, were able to win consecutive games. So they they now we can start to say, okay, maybe over the last three the moral victories needed to, that were discussed after the Phoenix game needed to be backed up with an extension of that performance against Utah. Kind of a mishmash last night against Utah. The Warriors didn't play great for the first 40 minutes of that game. Some defensive slippage, but then the Warriors able to, to hit the 18-0 run, to grab the lead in that game, to hold Utah scoreless for nearly six minutes and allow themselves to come back you earn that kind of a win, then it becomes okay. It That win validates the things you were talking about Wednesday. Tonight's win validates uh, what you did last night and now sets the Warriors up in a position where you look at the standings and, and they maintain their position uh, with regard to the, the third spot in the Western Conference playoff race with three games to go. Dallas won earlier today, so you look at it, and now the Warriors a game up on the Mavericks, 50-29, uh, and 29, and the Warriors are going to have to finish a game up on the Mavericks if they're going to be the better seed between those two because Dallas has the tiebreaker. The bigger issue in play for the Warriors tonight, though, is this puts them, the win tonight puts them within one game now, either one more win for the Warriors in the final three or one more Denver loss uh, for the Nuggets in their final three. And the Warriors at that point would be locked into being a top four team, which would mean home court advantage throughout the first round of the playoffs. And really that's there are two things two you want to be in the top four and get that home court advantage. Really the only difference between three and four because at this point we know the Warriors are all but assured to play Denver or Utah in the first round of the playoffs. It's going to be one of those two teams. Close of business tonight, it would be Utah, uh, who's dipped to sixth with the, the Nuggets win earlier today down in Southern California. But really, three and four, the, the major difference is just who you're going to play in the second round. If you wind up fourth, you play Phoenix in all likelihood. If you wind up third, you play Memphis in all likelihood. Uh, but you're going to have to probably beat both of those teams anyway, and you're not going to have home court advantage in either of those series uh, if you're going to make a run and, and wind up in the NBA Finals. So essentially, does it really matter if you play Phoenix first? 
if you're the four, does it really matter if you play uh, Memphis first? If, if, if you're the three, uh, not necessarily as much as it matters to ensure that you're able to have home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs, whether you're playing a team like Denver uh, or a team like Utah. 888 John Dickinson in Sacramento at Golden One Center as the Warriors get the win tonight over the Kings. 109-90 is the final. Warriors led by as many as 26 in this one. 28-14 at the end of the first quarter. Warriors really playing with a purpose. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, aggressive tonight. What do you always look for in these nights where Clay Thompson's not going to be around, but Jordan Poole's going to be playing? Steph's already out. You know Jordan Poole's going to always be aggressive, but Andrew Wiggins was aggressive tonight. Uh, And at different points in the game, you'll hear from Steve Kerr, he alluded to the fact that Wiggins attacked when the Warriors needed a bucket and and just helped kind of keep the game in control and keep the Kings at bay when they made certain runs. And so uh, a question mark going into this, is it Poole and Wiggins and then everybody else? And tonight it was the case. It wound up being Wiggins and an efficient pool, uh, 22 points on 15 shots and four of nine from three. And the Warriors brought the three ball uh, back into the fold for for the second consecutive game, hitting 16 three-pointers. And the Warriors got off to a very hot start. They were five of seven in the first six, seven minutes of the ball game tonight, which helped them jump out to that 28-14 to 14 lead. Warriors were up 20 at the half and then came out in the third quarter, and Jordan Poole hit back-to-back threes at the beginning of the third quarter. Warriors up at that point, 68-42, and it was uh, all but done. I know the Kings did cut it down to seven uh, in the fourth quarter, but the Warriors able to get enough stops. Draymond Green really leading the run uh, that that helped snuff out uh, Sacramento once and for all. Gary Payton the second had a big layup. Wiggins hit a big three in one of those moments where the Warriors really need it, had a dunk later, and the Warriors able to to cruise and and get this victory uh, against the Kings. So a, a lot to be, I, I think, happy about in this one. Uh, Wiggins and Poole leading the way. Draymond's ability to play in the second of a back-to-back as a tone setter. And then, uh, oh, by the way, the Warriors uh, also got some, some positive contributions off the bench tonight from Nemanja Bialica and Damian Lee. Uh, and Jonathan Kaminga had an opportunity. This, this was a night where for all of the conversation about why isn't Kaminga playing and, and what's his role going to be moving forward, the one thing you knew tonight because others were going to be out was that Jonathan Kaminga was going to get a lot of minutes. And Jonathan Kaminga tonight made the most of those minutes, 17 points, plus 12, even knocked down a couple of threes. Uh, Very nice, uh, efficient uh, return to the rotation when the Warriors needed some of the younger players and players that hadn't been playing much to return to the rotation. 888-957-9570. Let's get Coach in Los Altos up here first tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Coach. Hey, J.D., how are you tonight? Doing well, man, doing well. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been a couple of great nights. I was there last night for that extraordinary comeback. So, so of course, left there pretty much. The, the place was rocking. It's definitely ready for playoffs. And um, and then tonight, this was you know this could have been a, a trap game. And I, I think like you uh, you know called out. I think you're spot on that Draymond set the tone. But there's there's a couple of, of quick comments. One is 
Um, I, is it just me or has the officiating just been really, really bad? Like last night at Chase Center, uh, uh, official number 23 was terrible. And it felt like every, literally every call, every ball that went out of bounds, like there was missed, multiple missed calls. And, you know, and Draymond, who's always pretty fired up, but he's, he's been really uh, almost, I think, egregiously riled up. And so I'm just, I'm wondering if, number one, do you, are you seeing those calls going south? Because it's, it's been poor officiating in my eyes. And then second, do you think Draymond's bringing a lot of that on himself? Um, and, and, uh, and, and do you think he'll get it under control for the playoffs? But other than that, I'm yeah, a I, Warriors fan right now that, they're coming back. Yeah, no, they are starting to come back. And thanks, Coach. I think, yeah, there have been a couple of calls here here and there. I don't think it's been too many all that out of the ordinary in terms of of just you know, on a night-in, night-out basis in an NBA game. I do think Draymond, and we're going to hear from Draymond between now and 10 o'clock. I mean, he addressed what was going on tonight uh, with a couple of the calls and, and the overturn and some of the conversations that, that led to him picking up, what, his 14th technical foul. He, he, asked, he was asked about that and, and addressed it uh, after the game in the, in the press conference room. So I'll let Draymond speak to that. I, I thought he was probably – he was towing that line, as he always does, in terms of, of you know, the, the one thing you didn't want, if Draymond was going to play tonight – the one thing you didn't want to see was Draymond get ejected tonight and, and have it be something that fires up the crowd in Sacramento and a lot of Warrior fans in the house tonight too. But it just – like if, if he's going to play tonight, he needed to finish the game tonight. And I thought the Warriors at times were a little too aggrieved, a little too into the officiating, a little petty actually is kind of how I put it uh, on Twitter – I thought they were just a little too locked into what was going on there. And it's it, my thought was more, hey, play through it. You're dominating this game. Sure, there are some calls that, that you can question and not be happy about, but don't let it turn into something to where somebody's getting kicked out of the game or it becomes too big of a focus in a game that, that again, you're, you're essentially dominating. Like the, the most important thing is get the heck out of Sacramento with a win. Get back to the Bay. You got a few days off. Now you're in real good position for home court in the first round. We'll see what happens versus you know three versus four. So I, I thought it, I thought it was a little petty to be on it. Like you know Kerr pulling a, a Draymond fouls out and he uses the the allotted time and 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 Draymond's clapping it up uh, at at the officials. He, he uses the the full allotted time before he makes the sub. Uh, as to who's going to go in for Draymond to replace him. Like, I, I thought there was a little too – Jordan Poole picked up a tech uh, earlier on in, in the game, and I'm I'm thinking, y'all are better than that, like tonight. Like, you're playing Sacramento without their best two players. Just handle business and move on. It didn't get out of hand, but there were a couple of times where you thought it might get out of hand, and, and that would have been uh, unfortunate. 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors – Steve Kerr following this one. We get more phone calls coming up. Uh, but uh, Steve Kerr addressed the media here at Golden One Center in Sacramento tonight. For Andrew, Belly, Jonathan, see the ball go to the net like it did tonight. What does a game like this do Andrew and Belly have been in this league for a long time. And, um, you know, that, so they're, uh, they've had plenty of success. And uh, we, we needed their contributions big time tonight with all the guys out. For J.K., every experience is a positive one, uh, whether he plays well or not, just because he's learning so much. Uh, but I thought 
JK was great. It was really uh, a good performance from him at both ends. Um, but uh, I thought Wiggs was really the key tonight. He was taking over at the right times, uh, had a really efficient game, took care of the ball, um, distributed, uh, played good defense. Uh, he was he was huge. And, and then Belly off the bench. The whole bench played great. Uh, but Belly was really key uh, with his playmaking, rebounding, uh, knocking down some threes. So really good team effort. What did you think of the sense of purpose just right off the top in the first quarter defensively kind of set and tone for this? Yeah, it was great. You know, um, we needed it. Obviously, uh, you know, we're playing for, for seeding at this point after clinching last night. And, um, you know, we, we really want to, you know, get as high as we can in the standings. And, and uh, so this became a really important game and missing some key guys, as I mentioned. So it was awesome to have Draymond out there. He said he felt good. So that was a, a really encouraging sign. He played really well in both both uh, games uh, the last two nights. And uh, obviously we we thrive on uh, his energy and defense. And um, so he was he was great tonight. How did that conversation go with Draymond? Uh, we just uh, put our heads together with Rick and uh, last night. And, um, you know, Draymond, um, the, the decision was we were going to see how he felt this morning after getting a night's sleep. And uh, he uh, he was feeling really good this morning. And um, so the decision was made. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's a great sign that, you know, coming off the injury, I guess he's been back um, maybe two and a half weeks or so now for him to be able to play back to back and bring that kind of energy and look as good as he's looked. Uh, he's clearly turned the corner from a physical standpoint. Do you also think it's a part of maybe his urgency also, not only feeling good this morning, but wanting to keep you know the ball rolling to, to get his conditioning even better? You can ask him that. I, I, I just think that um, he just wants to win and he, you know, Last night was a, a huge win for us, but he recognized the importance of this one. First thing he said in the locker room last night was, uh, you know, all you young guys, tomorrow's a huge game and we're going to need you. So uh, for him to be able to to play, to help lead them, I thought was an important factor tonight. How important are those two early three-pointers from Draymond, especially coming back from a back injury like that? Yeah, you know, over the years, uh, when Draymond makes two threes, we almost always win. You know, he just uh, he not he softens up the defense a little bit. Uh, it gets him going. Um, his energy picks up, and and uh, it's a big factor if he can if he can make a couple and got us off to a really good start. With just how you guys have played over the last three games, do you feel like you're finally kind of getting identity or getting into groove? You know, without Steph, you know, does this give you confidence? Yeah, for sure. You know, last night didn't go well for 40 minutes and we, we closed the game uh, really strongly. And that um, that was a huge win, but it, um, it was important for us to follow that up with a good solid performance uh, to uh, to try to build build some momentum. So um, winning back-to-back -back games now after that, that losing streak, it's great. And we've got to uh, keep it going now with three more games. With all the ups and downs of this season, you know, what does it mean to hit that 50 win plateau? 50 wins is not easy in this league. And um, I told the guys that in the locker room afterwards, I don't care how we got here, we got here. And, uh, you know, if you can win 50, uh, you've had a hell of a year. And uh, so I'm really proud of them. Uh, we've had uh, all kinds of adversity and injuries, absences. Um, our guys have stuck together and competed and, and 
here we are. Uh, so now the, you know, the, the key is, can we keep it going and build some momentum going into the playoffs? And that's, that's the plan. You guys are obviously grappling for different levels of seating, but this weekend pretty much ensures you're, you're probably going to be three or four, which gives you home court in the first round. How big is that? Yeah, home court advantage is um, it's a big deal. We know that. Um, so if we, I think we've got to win one more game to to, to clinch it, or or Denver one loss. Yeah. So uh, our work isn't done yet, but that's um, that's the goal at this point. And um, you know, it, it it that stuff matters. We we're very confident we can win on the road too, but. Um, I've always felt like, uh, you know, having uh, having that extra home game is a big deal. Especially the Irison, that week of practice lead up, you know, to start and chase. Yeah. Steph probably going to practice that week. You're lining up to be pretty huge for you guys. Right? It'll be a big week. You know, um, we'll see how um, it all goes for Steph. But, uh, you know, having a week or so, if he's able to get on the floor and we can put together three or four really good practices as we prepare, um, It'd be nice to be able to do that and play two home games, and we'd we'd have a really good stretch at home, um, good preparation, and um, so we've got to ensure that and uh, by by winning uh, at least another game. Yeah, so one more win for the Warriors in the final three, or one loss from the Nuggets in their final three, and the Warriors would uh, lock in to either the three or the four seed, which means home court advantage, and and yeah, that would align. Uh, pretty well for the Warriors to to get home off of the the San Antonio New Orleans final two games of the year on the road, and then they're going to have either five or six days from that point next week to get ready for for games one and two, and and that's obviously the big week for Steph Curry as he ramps up from for his return uh, potentially in in the playoffs to have all of that just kind of seamlessly run. Uh, through Chase Center. 888-957-9570. We'll pause here. We'll come back. More reaction uh, to what Steve Kerr had to say. We'll also hear from Draymond Green and Jonathan Kaminga as the Warriors win tonight in Sacramento. Uh, they get the job done. 109.90. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 93-86, 530 to go. Kaminga outside left. Waiting, holding, ball not being moved around at all. Shot clock at five, only one pass has been made. Draymond Green 
Finds the cutter, it's Gary Payton who scores on a backdoor layup. What a cut by Payton and Draymond with the assist. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. Yeah, what a play and a play and a big moment of the game as the the Kings had cut the the Warriors once 26-point lead down to 7, 93-86. That was the closest Sacramento would get it in that fourth quarter. And that was the the stretch where Draymond had a little mini takeover on on both ends of the floor, and that Gary Payton laid at layup gave the King or gave the Warriors rather a little bit of breathing room from the Kings. Then Andrew Wiggins knocked down a three after that, and uh, the Warriors were back up 12 on their way to making it 102-88, uh, and then they would wind up cruising uh, from that point on. But uh, that one of the key key plays. Uh, of this ball game uh, as the Warriors were able to withstand really the the one and it was a soft run but it was the, really the one legitimate run that the Kings made all night uh, Warriors really comfortably uh, for the most part tonight able to to cruise uh, to victory in, in this one 109 to 98 at 8 957 957 a couple of quick thoughts on, on what Steve Kerr had to say prior to the break and then we'll go ahead and hear from Draymond Green and Jonathan Kaminga uh, I, I just can't say enough what a positive to- tone he was able to send just by being able to play. I think I think his ability to play and Steve Kerr laying out the fact that it was an option uh, depending upon how he felt coming out this morning off of the back-to-back last night. Uh, but I, I think when, when you win a game in the fashion that the Warriors won last night, there's a, I think, a tendency to, to maybe have a little bit of a letdown against an inferior opponent in a game where you know a number of the headliners, potentially all three of the headliners, the big three, were, were going to be out. So to have Draymond have that option to where he can, he can say after the ball game, as Steve Kerr mentioned last night, hey, this is a big game for the young players, but not only say it, knowing that the young players are going to have to play this game, but also be able to be out there with them. I think tonight's one of those examples, and if it hadn't worked out medically, it, it wouldn't have worked out, and, and the Warriors would have had to have, have you know, fended for themselves without Draymond in addition to, to Clay and Steph. But but tonight's one of those games that makes me think of what Steve Kerr you know, had, had to say and what the reporting was from last month with regard to wanting him to be around the team more, even if he wasn't able to play. Like he just has a presence to him, an edge to him, an energy to him to where it's one thing to tell everybody how big a game is, but it's another thing to go out there and be a part of the action in a first quarter where where you really snuff the life out of a a, a young team that's even more short-handed and and in a woeful position compared to where you're at. Uh, And and then, oh, by the way, he knocks down the two three-pointers early and yeah, when the, when he knocks down a couple of three pointers, uh, the Warriors are almost uh, unbeatable. Uh, and and the fifty win mark, I, I think, was something else I wanted to touch on uh, before we hear from Draymond. Fifty wins a big deal for this team. I, I know fifty win seasons just became just kind of second nature when when you look at 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 the Steve Kerr era and and through. Uh, 2015 and winning the championship and 16 you win 73 and then you get Durant in there for a couple of years your bad years are 55 56 57 (laughs) wins and but I think 
when you go through the last couple of years, and especially the 15 and 50 of two years ago, I mean, that team lost 50 games out of 65 two years ago when things got shut down due to COVID. And, you know, there was a lot of debate as to what this team could be, right? I think most people thought they could be a top six team. I think there were a good chunk of people that thought they could be a, a top four team. I don't think anybody saw 18 and two or 41 and 13 when all of that played out on into right before the, the all-star break. But, but 50 wins is a, I think everybody would have agreed on October the 19th when this season started that if the Warriors were going to get to 50 wins, that would be an incredibly successful regular season. And, and here the Warriors are on the doorstep of being the three seed in the Western Conference, in all likelihood no worse than the four seed in the Western Conference, but eclipsing, you know, meeting and, and potentially eclipsing in these last three games, that, that 50 win marker, that, that is a big deal. And it isn't something that, that should be taken for granted, even though the bar has been raised uh, for the Warriors in terms of you know, competing and contending for championships. You're, you're not going to compete and contend for a championship if you can't win 50 games, right? Like that, that's one thing. Like we could talk about is it important or it's not. Like you go 47 and 35, you're not winning a championship, like flat out. You're just not. So you go 53 and, and 29, yeah, you got a shot. You got a shot. So to me, that that's just a mark of of wanting to be in the mix every year and having an opportunity. And and so I do think there is some significance to to fifty games. And and if you look at the last couple of seasons when the Warriors didn't play on a fifty win pace, uh, thirty nine and, and thirty one or thirty nine thirty three last year in the seventy two game season, and then uh, Steph Curry goes down a couple of years ago, and you wind up losing 50 games, I think it does it does change the perspective uh, a little bit on, on just how much uh, that means. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear from Draymond Green uh, as he addressed uh, a number of different topics post-game here in Sacramento. Uh, what was going on with the refs? What led to him being able to play in this game and just how he's coming along and how he thinks the Warriors now are coming along over this three-game stretch. Uh, have they turned a corner? Let's hear from Draymond. I felt good after last night's game, and, I mean, I need reps. So I felt good. They gave me the option to play. Uh, I took the option. What did happen with that? I said that was dead wrong. That's what happened. Then the, the official then went on to tell me, you spoke to me very generously. You were very generous speaking to me. I gave you a tech for talking to me. So I don't know. What am I at? 14 texts? My last three are kind of insane, but I guess I ain't meet the quota yet. So I'll probably get to 15 like I do every year. It is what it is. What did this weekend mean for you guys? I mean, obviously that, that comeback last night and night, from a seating perspective, it pretty much stabilized you guys in probably three, four games. But Beyond that, I think more so. Uh, forget the seating. It's, it was a huge win for us last night, and then you know you don't want to come in here and lay an egg. You know, simply just told the guys before the game, you got to win the games that you're supposed to win. And tonight is the game we're supposed to win. Anytime you're in a slump, you got to work your way out of it. And I knew Phoenix game, we were out of it. You know, we didn't shoot well. We turned the ball over a lot, and we lost what by two points or four points or something like that. I had chances to win the game. So you, you kind of felt that game that we had worked our way out of it. And now, you know, from that point on, it would just be about um, coming out the following game and, and executing and, and building on that. Now, the first half, we didn't at all. 
uh, but the second half we we picked it up and you know we made our run. We got the win and we we carried that momentum into tonight. So it was a huge weekend for us just getting back to playing our brand of basketball. Because as a guy who's won so many games, you actually won 60, 70, 50 mean anything to you, especially since what it took this year to get there? It's always great to win 50 games. Um, I try not to take those things for granted, especially after getting our ass kicked the last two years. You know, so it does mean something. It's, it's, you know, it's a great feat uh, for such a young team. You know, this, this is still a young team, uh, you know, a, a, a very inexperienced team. We have a few guys with experience, but beyond that, there's not much. And so even for more so than for myself or Clay or Steph or Coach um, Andre, for these young guys to feel that and, and, and now understand how hard it is. Like, it hasn't been easy to get the 50 wins for us. Um, how hard it is, all the things that can go wrong, how you got to stay the course. So I think it does mean a lot. It's great to be back uh, where we are. Now we got to continue to build and uh, try to roll into these playoffs. Kind of a back injury. How important was it to make back-to-back three corners like that, especially early on? Oh, it was great. I had told myself uh, coming in the game, like, I'm going to come out firing today. And then I hit those two and I stopped firing. But it was great. <laughs> you know, it was really good to see those those couple go in. I missed a couple bunnies that I'll make. And I know that those will go in. So I don't want to worry about it. But it was great. But this is my time of year where I hit shots, you know. So I'm looking forward to those teams been playing me. How he was playing me in game seven. I love that. It's a, it's about the time of year where I start shooting 40. From three. Raymond, it seemed like uh, there was no distraction, you know, with the situation going on about three or four blocks away. So this morning, uh, how do you feel about this whole situation? Uh, number one, I, I you know, send my love and, and prayers and respect uh, to the families of the victims. Um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. That's, that's something that, you know, you, you never want to see. It seems to be becoming more and more prevalent in our in our communities, in our country. You know, it's kind of not, not much that you can say, you know, other than, like I said, I, I send my love and, and, and prayers to the families of the victims and, and also the Sacramento community as a whole. You know, it's, this is, those are things that affect everyone. You know, it's not, <clears throat> it's not like these, you know, these things just happen and, and then they go away. You know, they, they alter the way daily life happens in your city, you know, and how that takes place. And so it's unfortunate, but I can't say much other than I, I send my love and prayers. Have there been particular plays the last few games that you've been like, ooh, okay, I feel like I'm coming back? I think so. I think uh, there's been a few plays defensively where I can kind of feel me getting my time and the rhythm back and uh, covering up some things. You know, offensively, I'm starting to find my rhythm, too. I got to find my touch again. You know, but other than that, I'm starting to find my rhythm. I can't really pinpoint any specific plays. It's, it's just kind of seemed like these last few games are starting to come together for me. So uh, in light of your, you know, improved rhythm, you get any, any concerns about your challenge rate? Nah, not at all. The, the reason the guy told me he called a foul and the reason the challenge was unsuccessful were two totally different reasons. So, you know, very similar to pilling a tech. You're kind of appealing to the same people that called a foul. So you better be spot clean if you get that reversal. From defense, it's been like a point about consistent over the last couple of weeks. Um, just what have you thought about the team's progression and how they're playing? I think it's starting to pick back up. I think you're starting to see the defense that had us number one defense in the league for two and a half months. You know, we're getting back to that. And it's a great time to get back to that. Uh, for whatever reason, we've had our lapses. And, you know, throughout the course of an 82-game season, that happens at times, you know. But we're getting it back at the right time. And that's 
you know, that's what this team was built on earlier in the year. Uh, we kind of got away from that, but that's what this team has to be built on going into the playoffs. And it's good to see that that's, you know, that's starting to look how it needs to look again. I think, you know, we need to cut back on the fouls. We could, that's something that we can definitely control. And, you know, if we cut back on, they had 90 points and we were fouling all night. I mean, you cut back on the fouls, you know, you could take a lot of stuff away. So, I mean, 24 free throws, that wasn't a team that had the superstars as we know it in this league that draws fouls. You know, that, that's, we need to improve up on that. But overall, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the progression that our defense has started making again over the course of the last week and a half, two weeks. Is this team concerned about seeding? Uh, no, um, it's not something that we've spoke about much. I think we've more so spoke about playing the game the right way, doing the things that we know is going to make this team successful. But as far as, you know, the, the seeding, no, that's not something that we've really spoken about. Whether you're the three seed or the six seed, the way I look at it, three seed, you still got to win a road game because no one's trying to go to game seven. We know how those go. It's a coin flip. Uh, so you still got to win a road game. If you're the six seed, you still got to win a road game. So if you're any seeds, you got to play the, the, the better teams to get to the finals. So here's what it is. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that's that's pretty well said there. I think the Warriors want to be able to have home court advantage in the first round. I think opponent at this point, uh, nondescript, doesn't really matter either way, whether it winds up being Denver and Utah. And in all likelihood, you look at the, the schedules that each of these teams have remaining, it's, it's likely the Warriors are going to be the three or the four, which means home court advantage throughout the, the first round of the playoffs. It's likely they're going to play uh, either Utah or Denver, uh, whether Denver winds up the six or the five and Utah uh, vice versa. And then wherever you fall, will we'll really the biggest change or difference is do you play Memphis or, or do you play Phoenix uh, in, in the second round of the playoffs but again if you're going to make it all the way to the finals which is the ultimate goal you're probably going to have to be both, beat both anyway and not have home court advantage in, in either of those series. A couple other quickie takeaways from Draymond uh, him saying he needs reps right now I think that was a big part of, of the consecutive games and him being out there in the second of a back to back I also think it probably made it a little easier to play Draymond tonight, and and he only ended up playing 23 minutes tonight, but but I think it probably made it easier to play him in this game tonight, knowing that the Warriors do not have another game until Thursday, so he can get the rest that he needs tomorrow. They can work him through things the next couple of days, uh, through a, a Tuesday, Wednesday type practice situation, and then you're playing Thursday, and then we'll see what the Warriors do next week as far as that final weekend of the year, that the times of those games uh, were announced also uh, during the game tonight, that the times for the games next weekend were announced. The Warriors in San Antonio on Saturday, uh, a 5.30 Pacific tip-off uh, for that game, and then the season finale is going to be a late one, 6.30 uh, next Sunday evening in New Orleans, so 8.30 local time in New Orleans, but 6.30 out here on the West Coast uh, with uh, the Pelicans, I think getting slotted into a, a national game because they're likely to be playing for, for positioning as far as uh, the play-in tournament goes. So they wind up in that final group uh, on the final night of the season against the Pelicans uh, at 6.30, and then it'll be on to the playoffs uh, from there. Uh, the play-in tournament to take place uh, a week from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and the playoffs begin now less than two weeks away on the 16th or the 17th with the game one and round one. 
what did this weekend mean for the for the Warriors? Uh, they backed it up. You know, talked about it earlier. They backed up the win last night. They backed up uh, what they did against Phoenix. I thought it was interesting. Draymond talking about the fact that that he knew. They were out of the slump on Wednesday, even in defeat against the Suns. And I think that's something where we all listen when Draymond speaks to those kinds of points. But you also have to go out there and continue what you think you saw in that game against Phoenix. And that means you got to get a win uh, against uh, somebody uh, in that next game like Utah and the Warriors didn't play well for a good chunk of that game but they found a way to get a win and then you can't give it back by losing to a, a team that it, it, Sacramento the position that they were in with the players that they had out so I think the Warriors have now we can say turned a little bit of a corner as far as trying to head down uh, a more positive finish to this season and I think Draymond specifically has turned a little bit of a corner uh, in terms of, of his working his way back and, and getting a rhythm and conditioning and, and all of that, although Draymond says he still has to get the touch uh, in order. All right, let's get to the shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Uh, here it is. Here comes Jordan Poole with a brilliant move, coming baseline, steps around two defenders, got the reverse layup to fall, and it's 90-71. to 71. He's learning how to use that rim. Yeah, Jordan Poole, clever move, getting into the lane. Warriors kind of coasting at that point. And, uh, yeah, just uh, one of the niftier plays of the night uh, from Jordan Poole on a night where Poole uh, was a, a real positive force for the Warriors. Efficient, didn't have to shoot it in, in the 20s tonight to, to have an impact uh, on this one. But uh, nevertheless, for, for Jordan Poole, it was a, a nice night uh, as he goes for 22 points, 15 shots, knocked down four or nine from three-point range. Didn't get to the free throw line uh, in this one. The Warriors did foul uh, significantly more than, than Sacramento did tonight. But just a, a nice, calm game for Jordan Poole. Did have four turnovers. Uh, can get a little loose with it uh, and transition from time to time. But uh, all in all, uh, a nice night for Jordan Poole. So that was the shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org or you can call 211. All right, before we get out of here, let's hear from the Rook, Jonathan Kaminga. Nice night for him. Uh, and nice to see Kaminga back and getting minutes. I know there's been a lot of questions about why has Kaminga not been playing. I think we've seen Steve Kerr the last two games go to a more playoff-oriented rotation where Kaminga maybe isn't going to get regular minutes or be in that rotation uh, all the time. Uh, he also didn't play particularly well in the three games prior to that, which were all starts uh, for Kaminga when, when Steve Kerr took Kevon Looney out for a couple of games and, and wanted to see Draymond and Kaminga playing together. But Kaminga back out there tonight and back taking advantage of an opportunity uh, in these developmental games where many of the, the, the big players are going to be uh, out there for the Warriors. So uh, let, let's hear a couple of minutes of Jonathan Kaminga meeting with the media here in SAC. Kind of I mean, it's a near the night for the team because uh, since last night, since even the night against the Suns, uh, the way we've been playing, uh, I mean, it was just adding things on top of each other, on top of things. This game we needed, uh, we needed to win. Uh, some players didn't play, 
and everybody needed to contribute. So I think that's why we came out here and did it. It seemed like in that fourth quarter, you know, when Kings were making their runs, trying to chip away and get back into the game, it seems like Draymond really like took control of that offense and got you guys back in the rhythm. Is that something you saw too much that night? I mean, I feel like uh, just everybody came up and we'll all look at the score. Uh, we, we had a big lead and that reminded us of the game the night before. I mean, we had a big lead. They had a big lead. We came back. So basically, we didn't want the same thing to happen. So we had to just step up and finish the game the right way. Has it been difficult lately? I mean, obviously, I know you're, you go back to early in the season, your role fluctuates a ton. But you were getting kind of steady minutes. It's, as the playoffs have, have come closer, it's, it's probably tight. the rotations tighten up a little bit. How are you just kind of in hand on that? I mean, you always just got to set. You always got to stay ready whenever your name get called. It's just the same way as the beginning of the season. I wasn't playing a ton. I ended up starting playing. And then that's how it's going to be like. Just got to stay ready and just wait until your moment comes. The Phoenix game and particularly the Utah game kind of felt a little playoffy. I mean, did you feel the elevated level of just importance, possession of possession? I mean, kind of. I'll say so. Uh, every position matter. Uh, every place matter. I think that was all about those games. Are you starting to have conversations with some of the veterans in the locker room about what to expect, you know, with, with the postseason and how that's just different? I won't say I'm having a conversation. I mean, the coaches, everybody, they always talk about it out of the blue. So you just got to listen. And especially I get a chance to be playing certain games uh, with the speed against the good teams. I see it. And after the game or halftime, they just be talking about it. that's how the playoffs going to be. That's the pressure. That's how loud the crowd, uh, the crowd going to be like. So as a young player, uh, you got to open your ears and just listen to what people are saying and learn from that. I think that's basically what, being, what I've been doing pretty much. I mean, Slayer mentioned the different roles that you've had to play this season, but what have you just thought about your overall progression? I mean, I feel like I'm doing good for the most part. There are days I'm having bad games. There are days I'm not going to play. Uh, and a lot of people didn't expect me to start getting better or having a feel to play with everybody else here uh, for my first year. So just being in that position, I feel like I'm doing just fine for a rookie being a going state. So. All right, so Jonathan Kaminga making the most of, of the opportunity tonight. 31 minutes, 19 points. He was aggressive. He, had, uh, he played very well uh, in, in this ball game uh, tonight, the 17 points. Uh, and, and so, yeah, just a nice night for Kaminga. And got to give a nod to Nemanja Bielitsa, the Bielitsa revenge game, three three-pointers. Bielitsa hadn't hit three three-pointers since December, uh, and he goes for a season high against his former team, uh, 19 points. Bielitsa's prior season high, 15 on opening night at the Lakers when he helped the Warriors get uh, what at the time seemed like a, a pretty big win. But how about this line for Bielitsa? 19 points, 12 boards, and six assists. There were a couple of points there in the second half where I thought maybe Bielitsa was chasing a triple-double there. Picked up a couple of turnovers trying to get into the lane and maybe kick it out to somebody <laughs> to try and pad those assist totals. But he led the Warriors with six assists on a night where they had 29. Uh, and, and it was you know, a, lot of, a lot of sharing the ball. Kaminga had four assists. That's impressive. Poole with five. Draymond with five. And Wiggins had five. Uh, so the Warriors spreading it around. Couple, couple more turnovers than maybe they would like at different points, but uh, overall 
uh, a real solid night for the Warriors. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, for everybody back in our San Francisco studios, including Sterling Bennett, thanks uh, for their help. Uh, excellent work by one and all. I'm John Dickinson. Warriors back in action on Thursday uh, at Chase Center. Warriors and the Lakers. That's the home finale for the regular season. Nothing for the Dubs tomorrow, Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday uh, as uh, Damon uh, will be uh, on uh, Warriors Live. Uh, and I'm going to be joining Damon for Warriors Live uh, for that one as well. Uh, Warriors and the Lakers from Chase on Thursday. So that'll do it from Sacramento where the Dubs beat the Kings tonight. 109.90. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.